You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. Hey, what's going on, friends and fellow Freedom Crusaders? It is episode 11 of the Paul Hedgings Podcast, and I am so excited about the lesson that I'm going to be passing along to you today. This lesson in financial literacy can go a long way in helping you to achieve that coveted goal of freedom much, much sooner. And thankfully, this was a lesson that I learned very early on in my freedom journey. And I want to introduce this lesson, which is called Distraction and Manipulation. But before I get to the lesson, I got to tell you this story. So, so way back in the day, when I first got married to my beautiful wife, Corrine, as you may know if you've listened to some of the prior episodes, we were living in a 1984 single-wide mobile home. I was working a job making $11 an hour, not real satisfied with the experience that I was experiencing at that job. And so I was open. I was open to different ideas to be able to generate income and grow my family family's financial future, one of my coworkers at this job came to me one day and he said, hey, Paul, if I could show you how to make a huge amount of money by simply showing people how they can save hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest on debt and get out of debt much, much sooner, would you be open to taking a look? And of course I said, heck yeah, let's do it. Show it to me. I ended up joining my very first direct sales company and this direct sales company was a debt elimination company. Interesting thing happened to me in this company. I worked and worked and worked for an entire year. I went door to door. I showed all my friends and family. I traveled to events and after one year, I had made a big fat goose egg in income in this company. And at the time, I thought, wow, you know, this is a failure. I didn't achieve the goals that I'd set for myself. I'm no further ahead than I was when I first got started. But you know, something really interesting happened in that experience. One of my favorite quotes that I use all the time from Napoleon Hill is this. He says, in every apparent setback lies the seed of an equal or greater advantage. That first company seemed like a setback because I worked a year or maybe even a little bit longer than a year. I made no money. That seemed like a setback, but here was the seed. As I mentioned, it was a debt elimination company. And so our product was a product that helped people to get out of debt. The sales presentation for that product was an informational type presentation that taught people things about debt, why it's not the best thing, how to eliminate it faster. And I remember actually every morning before work, I'd had to be to work at eight o'clock and my work was a 30 minute drive from where I lived in this mobile home. So that meant I had to leave at 7.30, half an hour to get ready, that's seven. And I would get up at five o'clock in the morning and I would go in the little bathroom of this 1984 single wide mobile home and with the toilet seat down, I would sit on the toilet and I would look at that sales presentation and I would practice it and eventually I memorized the sales presentation. Little did I know the information that I was memorizing was going to play a huge role in helping my family to make good decisions financially as we started to eventually earn money in our home-based business. And one of the nuggets from that presentation that was a big nugget is this nugget that I want to pass along to you, distraction and manipulation. And here it is. In the sales presentation, there was this page that had a picture of a bank and different 
different types of financial institutions on the one side. And on the other side, it had a picture of a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat or doing some sort of a trick. And the title to the slide said something to the effect of financial institutions operate a lot like magicians in that they use distraction and manipulation to perform their trick. Then you flip the slide over and then you got into the explanation of what distraction and manipulation really was. They said, look, here's how financial institutions work. And financial institutions can mean banks, can mean places that you buy cars from, can mean credit card companies, can mean places that you buy furniture, on credit, any place that is saying to you, hey, come and get this really cool item and you don't even have to pay for it right now. We'll give it to you for a low monthly payment and a low interest rate. Doesn't that sound like a great deal? So any institution that does that is going to be classified as a financial institution for this example. And here's what they taught me in this sales presentation. They said, look, here's how a magician operates. A magician will stand in front of the room and all of these people are in the audience and they're ready to see this magic trick and the magician will maybe hold out his left hand with the hat and this is where the rabbit is going to be pulled from or whatever sort of trick this magician is going to turn it's going to happen down around the hat where his left hand is and what the magician will do is hold his wand in his right hand and he'll lift it high in the air above his head and he'll turn his head over to that wand and he'll look at the wand with his face and his eyes and he'll say look at this wand over here and look at I'm gonna wave this wand and I'm going to do some magic patterns. I'm going to say abracadabra. And while he's looking at the wand and while the entire audience is looking at the wand, being mesmerized by this wand, his left hand is performing the trick. And so you see he's distracting the audience with the wand and he's manipulating whatever type of material he needs to manipulate in his left hand to perform the magic trick. And so what happens is the audience does not see what the magician is doing to turn the trick because they are distracted to the magic wand. Then the presentation would move on to the financial institutions and it would say, look, these financial institutions operate just in this exact manner in that they will hold up their right hand above the audience and they'll say, look at this magical wand. But instead of saying, look at the magical wand, what they'll do is they'll say, look at this low interest rate. Look at these low, easy payments. Look at this no money down, how you can buy this car or this washer and dryer or this whatever really cool widget that you want and you don't even have to pay any money. And so the audience, which is you and me and the general public, we're distracted with the low interest rate, with the low payment, with no money down. We're distracted and that looks magical to us. And because we're distracted by the magic, we don't see what's happening behind the scenes. And what happens behind the scenes is quite amazing. We're in a podcast right now and in an audio, so I don't have an ability to to illustrate this visually for you, but I just wanna break it down. What happens in a nutshell with this magic trick is that if you buy a home for let's say $100,000 and you buy that home on a loan with a four or five or six percent interest rate or whatever the interest rate is, it doesn't really matter. You borrow $100,000, you got this low interest rate, you got this monthly mortgage payment. What happens is that $100,000 home over the course of the time that you pay it back 
will turn into a situation where you're not paying back a hundred thousand you're paying back more like two to three hundred thousand and I'm speaking roughly here because I don't have a calculator or a spreadsheet out but long story short what happens when you buy things on debt is you end up paying double or triple or maybe even more of the amount that you were supposed to pay for that item and what does this do to your financial freedom what does this do to your ability to get ahead it crushes it because now you're not buying a car for five or ten or fifteen thousand you're buying a car for ten or twenty or thirty thousand and you don't even know it because those monthly payments are coming out of your account every month and it just feels like oh you know I got this great car paying this low monthly payment but in the payment is where the magic is happening and if you want to verify this you can ask for what's called an amortization schedule from wherever you're getting a loan from and another thing you might do is just go to the internet and look up some Excel spreadsheets or some Google Sheets spreadsheets that also include these amortization schedule formulas and you can pretty easily calculate how much you will pay in interest over the life of the loan one of the things that was really shocking to me when I looked at my very first amortization schedule which was on a home loan the thing that shocked me was that the amount of interest that went to the bank was more than the amount that I actually paid to buy my house so I was actually paying the bank more than I was paying to buy my house in principle. It's broken down in interest and principle. Principle is what actually goes to pay off the thing that you bought. You can think of it as equity. It's going back in your pocket, so to speak, because it's coming out of your bank account, but it's going into this thing that you bought, but it's doing it in pieces, right? So if you send a $100 principal payment to the car company that you've got a loan with, when you send that $100 payment to the car company, you now own another $100 of that car. So it's kind of going from your right pocket to your left pocket. It. That's what principal is, but along with that principal payment is the interest payment. And that's money that goes to the finance institution, which is just like taking, let's say you sent a $200 payment and $100 went to principal and $100 went to interest. Well, that $100 that went to interest is literally exactly like if you pulled out a crisp $100 bill, walked to the bathroom in your house, dropped it in the toilet, and then pushed the handle down and whoosh just flush that $100 bill down the toilet. So if you want to get ahead financially, one of the best pieces of advice that I can give you is to do what my wife and I did when we learned these things. And here's what we did. We decided that we were going to stay out of debt as much as possible. In fact, when we first got started and decided to buy that mobile home, the reason we bought the mobile home, two reasons actually. The first reason was because of this exact principle I'm explaining to you in this audio. All of our friends were buying big fancy houses and they were going in debt. And we knew what was happening behind the scenes with those big fancy houses and we wanted to get ahead financially. So we said, let's buy something that is much less money. It was $13,000, this mobile home that we bought. We'll pay it off. And then instead of sending $1,000 to the bank for that monthly mortgage payment, which all of our friends were doing, where most of that payment was actually going to interest. And that's how mortgages work. If you ever look at a mortgage amortization schedule, when you first start paying that loan back, the vast majority of the payment that you send goes to interest, aka it is being flushed down the toilet. And then over the life of the loan, the ratio changes a little bit to where when you get to the end of the loan, you're now paying more in principal than you are in interest, but in the very beginning, you're paying mostly interest to the bank. And so we decided we were going to avoid that. We bought the mobile home so that we could pay it off. And then we could take that monthly payment that we would have been sending to the bank. And then we could save that money every month. And what we did with that money that 
we were saving is we bought things that we wanted to buy with cash rather than putting them on a credit card or rather than financing them. So three tips that you can implement in your life right now if you want to avoid this distraction and manipulation trap. Save money by staying out of debt. And as you're saving money because you decided to stay out of debt, you want to take that money and pay cash for everything that you want to buy. If you want to buy a car, save the money and pay cash for it. If you want to buy a fancy washer and dryer like my wife and I did when we were living in that mobile home, save the money and pay cash for it. And one of the other benefits to paying cash for things like that is you gain a much greater appreciation of the money and the fact that it's actually leaving you when it's literally cash coming out of your bank account. For some reason, when people pay with credit, there's a disconnect. They know they're eventually going to have to pay it back, but when you can just swipe a card and put something on credit, it's almost like people get this impression that they're using this magical little genie that has an unlimited cash producing ability and they tend to spend more on credit. But if you're spending with cash, you will spend much less and you will consider every purchase that you make with greater attention. That'll happen if you pay with cash. And then the third thing is if you're in debt right now, I would love to encourage you to pay off the debt as soon as humanly possible so you can get out of this situation where you're being manipulated by sending so much money down the toilet. Then once you're out of debt, you'll have all of that extra money, all of that extra payment that was being flushed down the toilet. Now all of that extra money you can use to save and invest and buy income producing assets. So three simple tips, save money, buy everything you buy with cash as much as possible. I realize that every once in a while you may have to get a loan for something, but do all you can to avoid it and you would be shocked the things that you can do if you really set this as your goal. So distraction and manipulation, my friend, it is real. Be aware of it, avoid it as much as you can and this will really help you as you continue to build freedom and that's all I have for you today. Thanks so much again for tuning in to the Paul Hutchings podcast. Whatever you do, get out there, go for your dreams and we'll hopefully hear you on the next episode. Thanks again. Take care and bye for now. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.